UPS is currently hiring package handlers for its preload operation, earn $13 an hour, and receive up to $250 in weekly attendance bonuses while working up to a career as a package car driver. In as little as six months, you could have an opportunity to connect with customers and build lasting relationships in the community. Future you looks good in brown. Apply now at upsjobs.com or text BROWN to 33588. That's BROWN to 33588. Views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. What's going down? It's the main event sports show here at Derby, Derby City Game Day Live. Saturday, college football kickoff. This is Rashawn, joined as always by my man in the building, members of the main event sports show, Mr. William Wright. Yes, sir. A.K.A. used to be BTI. Oh, never that Billy again. the intern. Never that and again. my main man, the architect himself, Haven Harrington, or as I like to call him, Haven Harrington Jr. Jr. Fellas, it is game week. Game Finally. day. This is why we call it get Derby City Game Day because it is Game Day. It's game How y'all day. doing? The time, man. You know the, I'm excited. The game, uh, the game is afoot. It is football season in full effect, and full it's like, effect. I mean, just jewels, bombs dropping all night long. Big upsets, surprise players cut off of NFL rosters. Yes, indeed. It's just huge. I love it. Uh, we have so much to get into. Of course, we're going to probably spend uh, the, the, the bulk of the show today. We're going to be getting into this, uh, of course, UofL Notre Dame tilt. The cards, uh, the Catholics versus the cards. I've seen some shirts out there that said Catholics versus cards. I kind of like that. Playing off the Catholic, Catholics versus convicts back in the day. The Catholics versus convicts. That's what I was yeah, about to Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the old school. You know what I'm saying? Notre Dame, Miami. So, But we ain't going to talk about them Catholics, huh? Because <laughs> so, so a lot of them are convicts nowadays, right? <laughs> right? You see you fast forward a few couple of decades. That's you know, wrong, You see how that works out, it's right? white collar criminals. Hey, not white collar. Not in my opinion. <laughs> no, but man, we got so much to get into with, with Louisville, Notre Dame. Uh, you know, first thing I just want to do, um, you know, as we get ready, I've heard a lot of trepidation. I've heard a lot of uh, things going on inside of, of, you know, the depth chart. I mean, we, we've heard people, t- you know, talking about the depth chart. We've heard people talking about watching a Clemson team on Thursday night destroy, dismantle, and just discombobulate 
Georgia Tech. A hapless Georgia Tech you know, team. And, and just how good that team is. Alabama by 14. Yeah, <laughs> Alabama by 14. Famous, the famous lines. Yes, the famous yes, last word. The last year's yeah. championship game. Wow. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I just want to know, is, yeah, I remember that what is the biggest land. thing that sticks out to you guys um, just as far as coming into the game this Monday at 8 o'clock? Um, what, what is the biggest thing that, that you think about heading into this? You know, to me, it all goes down to just how the season so far, I mean, and the game's like literally just kicking off, but how it's been managed uh, so far. And by managed, I mean how the expectations have been managed. Uh, this is like you're kicking golf against Notre Dame. You know, Louisville is, is a big Catholic town. So you would think Notre Dame coming in to Cardinal Stadium for the first time ever would be huge. Like this game should be huge. This should be like one of the biggest home games ever, ever in Cardinal football history. And yet the excitement just isn't there. Now, I know, granted, last year was because, you know, Louisville went 2-10. and <laughs> That might have a tad have a little bit to, to do, do with it. it. <laughs> that has, that has a little bit to do with a it. Tad bit. But you know, honestly, I think a lot of it is just the uh, the expectations and how the whole thing's been handled by Coach Satterfield and even local and even a uh, local local media. I mean, a lot of guys predicting, you know, if we can win three games, I'll be happy with that. I'll be happy. Maybe if we can just squeeze out four, and they spend all day looking for that fourth win. You have Scott Satterfield himself uh, canceled the spring game. Instead, had that last practice at night when it was like 30 below zero and like 50 people show up to the Cardinal Stadium to watch him practice. So, And all the practices were closed. So outside of interviews and things of that nature, you know, you really haven't seen the team. We have no idea what to expect. And those who watched, you know, unless you watch a bunch of App State videos on YouTube, you know, you really have no idea what to expect. So everybody's kind of coming to like, eh, you know, it's a very. It's trepidation. Yeah. It's, trepidation. it's just like nobody's excited. I'm like, dude, it's football. Well, you asked. It's him, football. Okay, now, let, let's, again, I got to bring you all back to reality sometimes. And I understand, you know, y'all are, y'all, y'all born and raised Louisville, all of that, you know, and I'm, I'm not originally from here. So I'm able to kind of see things from a different perspective. Very much a fan. Very much. As I said, I hope they beat everybody except for Western Kentucky. Now. Coming off of a 2-10 and ten season, yes, everybody's, their spirits are down. And this opening game typically would be a game to get everybody's spirits back up. Uh, a la UK playing Toledo, who knows that they have a pretty much uh, solid chance to knocking them off. But Louisville, starting off the season against a powerhouse like Notre Dame, who is favored by how many points? I'm sorry? Uh, it has been bet down. It started out at 21. It's down to 18. Down to 18. Okay. So... You so know. a three score win. That's that. That's the going into the game. So what what are they supposed to be excited about, gentlemen? Please tell me. I mean, you know what? I, and I think it comes down to this. Um, people forget these are college kids. These are eighteen to to twenty ones, twenty twos for the most part. You know, kids playing in this game. Teams aren't the same every year. These aren't professional teams. It's not like you see are seeing a Peyton Manning for the 10th or 12th year uh, with a team in a program you know what to expect. Nobody really knows what to expect from year to year from most of these teams, unless you're bringing back the lion's share of your talent, uh, you know, sim- similar to what Clemson is. I mean, Clemson lost some guys, but they have a lot of guys returning. You know, ATN is back. Lawrence is back. So you kind of know what to expect. But, you know, with Louisville and Notre Dame both, 
there's been a ton of turnover. There's been a ton of changes. There's been a change at the top. So I think that in itself should cause much more hope and believe that, you know, Louisville could, you know, at least be in the game. Like, I've heard so many people talking about blowout because of what guys did last year. Well, nothing about last year has to do with this year. I mean, everything has changed from the scheme, offensively, defensively, you know, what positions guys are playing, the coaches in there. I mean, that's my biggest thing is that, you know, we're kind of, there's been so many guys mailing it in and and fans aren't excited and, and, you know, really and truthfully, a lot of the media guys just being really weak about it. And I, I think it's weak. I mean, me personally, I just think. Weak sauce. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Extremely. Myers, for that red herring because you did not answer my question one bit. What? I just told you what no, they're no, no. excited about. A new what? team, new year. They're young players. Notre Dame has uh, basically their whole defense is gone from last year's team outside of a, a couple of their defensive linemen. A they, new team? Are you absolutely. sure about that? I mean, uh, you got Ian Book back, the quarterback, but other than that, everybody else no, no, has no. changed. Louisville. Louisville has a completely different team. Everybody's playing different positions. I mean, basically, you have um, uh, you have Puma Pass starting at quarterback, but outside of that position and some of the wide receivers, everything's changed. So they're playing a new scheme. They have a new coaching staff, a new game plan. We have no idea. So that's where the hope comes from is the, the fact that everything has changed. And, and this is my issue. People have continually said, oh, there's no talent. That's why they suck. So at that point, you're saying that Bobby Petrino wasn't the problem. It was the fact that Bobby Petrino didn't get any that. talent. I said that already. And I said that before several you, you, you times. You said that you it, Bobby Petrino wasn't the was problem. Was not the problem. I, I absolutely disagree. Well, I think that it was fine. all about. I think Bobby Petrino's scheme was horrible. I, I thought he did not put guys in the best position to win. I thought he was lazy. I thought that um, his imaginative, uh, you know, offense really, really went awry. I, I thought. That oh, it's almost stop right there. It was unimaginative, and it's, and that was the problem. His it was offense, very predictable. yeah, his offense last year was very predictable. A lot of staples you would think of a Bobby Petrino offense: the screen passes, running the ball. They, they they didn't do that last year. Well, and this is my point: you have what uh, eighty guys, uh, scholarship players on a roster. So you're telling me that you know the good bulk of those fifty or sixty of those guys were really well thought of coming out of high school as three star or better prospects. So you're just telling me Louisville just misevaluated on fifty or sixty guys. Like, they're all just way worse than what they were projected coming out of high school. All of them. Like, all those guys just completely were just all of a sudden terrible. So you, I'm not buying it. You tell me. I think there's talent on this team. Okay. And I think that with good coaching and, and, and a belief and effort and something to actually fight for, I think it's going to make well, a huge difference. And you know what? If you want to get in, I want to know your thoughts on it as well. Give us a call. 502-8150-939. You can also hit us up on the text line. 502-3831-939 as well. I would like to hear from everybody. And I will stand on my, my previous comments that I've made multiple times. No, I do not think Bobby Petrino was the issue. I think recruiting was the issue. I think Bobby Petrino is still an excellent coach. I just don't think you missed and 60 think, guys. Like, and like I think, everybody's not I that terrible. I think that Bobby Petrino is going to have another, another opportunity to prove okay, how good so of a coach he is. Okay, so what last year and a year before that made you think Bobby Petrino is an excellent coach? Because our talent was – even the year before last, the talent wasn't there. And everybody knew it. So why all of a sudden is people are people acting like – they forgot what happened. No. The year before last, all we had was Lamar Jackson, and everybody admitted it then. Then all of a sudden last year, nobody seems to remember the year before. Do like, you understand oh, that? Oh, no, I, these guys are pretty talented. Even though the year before that, they said we have Lamar, Lamar Jackson hold on, hold on, and a bunch of other players. But, but, no, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Okay. But now all of a sudden, people forgotten all about that? No, what, I, what happened? Where did they go? Where no, did they come I got, from? I got if they weren't there the year before, where did they come but from see, last year? But, but see, that's lazy. That's lazy analysis. And, and let me tell you why it's lazy. Because outside of the first six games of Lamar Jackson's sophomore year, you look at Bobby Petrino's offense, it's not rated in the top 70. So... 
Tell me what Bobby has done second time around. Everybody remembers Bobby the first time around and talks about how great he was. At this second time around, he literally has six games of Petrino-style offensive success with Louisville. That's not good enough. That's not what anybody signed up for, and I'm not going to buy that all these players all of a sudden just became terrible and we just missed on all of them. Misevaluate. I, I just refuse because, to Because You know what? Let's be honest. It all came down to this. Todd Grantham's defense carried Louisville the first three years. I agree. Period. Once Todd Grantham left, it was it was over. Top 15 defenses all three years he was here. It was over. Once Actually, two things happened. One, Todd Grantham left. Two, all of Charlie Strong's players graduated. That was it. I mean, I I, can't, I have to agree with that because I just I don't believe that Louisville is going to misevaluate guys so bad that literally every player that he recruited was just terrible. Okay. Like yeah. I, I just I'm, refuse I'm not to believe suggesting that. that. Suggesting that. No, I think I think, but I don't think we, had, lazy. We, we had the talent that no, we needed no, in order no, to compete. No, I'm going to say this. We have more you talent. You don't have the talent to beat, compete with Boston College. No, no, no. Not you don't have the talent to beat with, with, compete with Wake Forest. You don't have the talent to compete with Kentucky. Are you serious? I mean, I can understand. Not last Clemson. year's Kentucky team. I can team, understand no. Florida State, but we're not talking about. We're not, talking about Virginia. We're talking team, no. about Virginia, man. Right. Okay. Virginia. We got someone chiming in on the text okay, line. Okay. What we got? We don't have a different coach this year. We have a coach this year. That's an excellent and point. That's, that's and huge. I, I, yeah, yeah. You, you're more than welcome to your opinion. I just happen to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of what we have moving forward. What we can look forward to. Um, I, hey, I, let me just ask you, just in terms of offensively, what is going to be the the the, the linchpin, or what is going to be the biggest key to the season offensively for Louisville? Easy running the, running the ball. Okay. Running the ball. Satterfield is all about run. He likes to run the ball. Who's he going to run it with? He's going to run it with... Uh, Javian Hawkins got his list number one on the depth chart. Who's red gonna, shirt Who's going to block for him? Well, I mean, that offensive line. You got Makai Becton, maybe the best left tackle in college football. So that's, so that's pretty good place to start with. Now here's the thing. You have talent in the starting five and offensive line. But you don't have any depth. That's the problem. Proven depth. Yeah. There's a difference between don't have any depth and don't have... Proven depth. Well, you have well, a you have, listen, you have a bunch of freshmen kind of backing them up. Let me say this again in case anybody who's just tuning in kind of got you know thrown off if they they came in in the middle of the conversation. I'm a huge Louisville fan. I hope they dog walk Notre Dame Monday night. Okay, I would. Really I just like refuse that. to be, and never I never will become an unrealistic fan. No matter. I feel as if you're saying you're not going to fall for the banana tailpipe. I'm not falling for the banana <laughs> tailpipe. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Show me. And I'm there. I, I will paint a bird on my chest. But you know what? I, I think that you reflect the the by and, and large, I have a right, and we and we have a right to feel that way. I and yeah, I, I agree. And for people who criticize us, you buy our tickets and we'll be there. Dang, can't Not okay. you can't tell these people That's how to harsh. spend their money. You can't tell these people how to spend their emotions. Okay. Give us a better product I on mean, the field. Kind of soft, then man. we can talk it's, it's, about it's all that. It's kind of soft. That's kind of soft, man. I was gonna say, not trying to change the conversation, but notice how Williams not talking about his hilltoppers. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch coming uh, in. Uh, hot. He's coming With in with the hot takes. <laughs> Mitch, how could you? At <laughs> two, Mitch. Oh, we, hey, hey, we're we gonna get into that. Yeah, we, we'll talk about the hilltoppers getting dog yeah, walked. Yeah, but we got another choking up somebody else chiming in on the text line. Uh, just finding out about the show. Love it. Hey Myers, 
I'm the jogger on your block spoke to you before. Oh, that's what's <laughs> up, man. What's going on? Appreciate you listening to the show. Give us a call. I, I want to hear. I need Card Nation to stand up for me because, I mean, I don't like calling out people, you know, at the station. Yeah, I, I've already done it once before, but I was listening to, to Drew Diener. And, you know, talking to Brandon Lang yesterday, he was just asking, oh, I just think that they're just going to get killed. They're going to get killed. I'm like, Mark Blankenbaker, like, come on, son, just have a little bit of faith. Like, I don't even think people feel as if Louisville deserves to be on the same field. And I think it's lazy because everybody has changes this year. This Notre Dame team is replacing two defensive tackles. They're replacing both of their middle linebackers. They have issues as well. They're, they, uh, what, their number one tight end, they're probably their best receiver, is hurt. Broke his uh, collarbone. They're number three, two, number three wide receiver. Number three wide receivers out with a broken collarbone as well. They're dealing with issues. They're replacing their starting running back. I mean, it's not like Notre Dame is coming here with the exact same squad that they went into the uh, college football playoff with last year. Well, you know, the problem is it's hard to overlook going two and ten. Yes. And but 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 <laughs> you think? Hey, I think Kentucky fans come in off a of UK team now, look, winning no, no, no. two or three games. We don't talk about ten wins the next okay. year. And they always talk about ten <laughs> wins. It doesn't matter. And but that team, but they got it last year. The they got it last year. <laughs> they're not playing a single game this year. They still think they're going to get ten wins, even though they're not even taking the field. <laughs> UK fans are. We we don't want to be them. Okay. We, we don't want to be so, there. So, so let me ask you guys, about the, specifically about, we talked about the fact that Javian Hawkins is listed as the number one running back ahead of Hassan Hall, who everybody thinks is, you know, kind of the, 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 the future. I mean, he's on the posters and everything. There's Javian Hawkins listed. There's also Dana Kennard, uh, a redshirt sophomore that's starting at defensive end. Let me ask you, what are your thoughts about having three former walk-ons listed as starters um, on the, uh, you know, Tyler Haycraft on the offensive line at right tackle. And then uh, we talked about Dana Kennard as well um, as uh, Bell, uh, the, the uh, H-back. Uh, uh, Marcus, uh, I think it's Marcus Bell, um, starting at H-back as well. Is that a sign that there's no talent? Because I've heard this this conversation that, oh, my goodness, you have three former walk-ons starting. That's complete, that shows that there's no talent. Or do you think these guys just earned the opportunity to start because they were the, they played the best at that position? Uh, two things. One, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is a lack of depth and talent on offensive line. Uh, defensive line, the same thing. It is something that we talked about last year, how Louisville really didn't have any depth at the defensive line. And – not that much talent because they had gold wires as a JUCO yes. transfer that really was yeah Jerry didn't, 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 didn't do much at all. Yeah. Uh, Gigi Robinson came in as as a heralded freshman, hasn't done much since he's been here, and those are guys who kind of leaning on to provide that depth. So it doesn't surprise me you have walk on you know kind of guys mean, being now the H back. That mostly has to do with the scheme change. And that's my other thing, too. Ford, I do apologize. Marshawn Ford is the H-back. I do apologize. So the other thing is it's it's scheme. And to me, that's that that's the biggest thing. It's a scheme. With the scheme change and with the way Bobby recruited players and, you know, to fit you know Bobby's defensive system versus the new system now, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a lot of scheme change. A lot of guys are getting faster, looking for more speed than size and bigness. So that's why you kind of see maybe some of these walk-ons supplant guys you thought would start because they fit the scheme better. 
I, I, and you know what? I look at it like it's Amante K. Bond, the guy who Dana Kennard is in front of. He was a former four-star prospect. So, I mean, you can look at it as God. But he no came in as a big linebacker. Absolutely. And now he's a, this new a quicker defensive end. In, in this new Satterfield scheme, this is what he's looking for. So I, I could say, you know what? There's a really talented guy that's a number two guy. At, in some ways, you can look at that as there is depth because you have a four-star guy as a backup. At your program. So, I'm going to go that far. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, I think that until we get out there and we see it, we won't know. You know what? We we are coming up on, on our first break. break. we got a couple of guys we got a couple on, the waiting on the line. we got to take the call as soon as we get back yes, from our as, break. As soon as we get back, give us a call next. You can be in line. 502-8150-939. Continue to give us texts as well. 502-3831-939. You are listening to Derby City Game Day. Rashawn, Will, Haven. we got Cameron on the side. And we'll be back on 93.9 The Ville. Big kid. Welcome back to the Main Event Sports Show. This is your host, Haven Harrington. Man, we are putting it down today, getting on U of L. Everybody's excited. It's hot in here. About to talk some UK football. Ooh. But before uh, we do that. Yeah, before we do that. And before I, we get to the calls, we have another text message that came in. Rashawn, I totally agree with your takes on the team. However, the defense has no lineman bigger than going, that's going to be a problem. I, you know what? I, I, th- that is one of the questions: Is can a smallish defensive line stand hold up? up? Can they stand? Can, can up? they stand up to it? That's going to be the big question mark. But you know what? Brian Brown likes what he sees from from these guys. It's going to be about speed. It's going to be about tackling. That's going to be the one thing. If you're going to play that small, then when those tacklers yes, get to those ball carriers, you got to get, get them down. You got to get them down. All right, we have uh, Hink on line one, fellas. Uh oh, I know what this is going to be about. <laughs> Hink, Hink, you're live on Derby City Game Day. Uh, go ahead with your comments, sir. Man, come on, Rashad. I mean, I see, I see. You got some new bath water to drink now, huh? Satterfield's bath water. I mean, hot <laughs> damn. Hey, come hey, on, come dog. On you, don't, I, you don't think that, that that the Louisville fans should have any hope, Hink, at all? Like none for what? For what? You got a guy who nobody else wanted but y'all. Y'all settled. Man, I mean, man, Hink, Hink, man. Stone program, man. It's a stepping stone program. It's what it is. It's what it's always been. Let me tell you this, man. Lamar was the worst thing that happened to Bobby Petrino. Lamar Jackson was the worst thing to happen because he couldn't run the offense like he wanted to. Because who's going to who running back? Good running back is going to come to U of L, and this guy's never going to give me the ball. I'm not going to U of L if I'm not going to get opportunity to run the ball. And my quarterbacks. Wait, wait, wait. Is this ball. Tim? Tim. <laughs> okay, look. Are you suggesting that? Bobby Petrino is not the reason for U of L's lack no, of success. No, 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 he's not. He's not the reason. He's not the sole reason. Yeah, is you. he a jerk? We all y'all knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we knew that. The first time y'all knew that y'all hired him the second time. So that, that that's irrelevant. The dude could coach hands down. He could coach, man. But the worst thing that happened was 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 Lamar Jackson. What is he? What has he done anything for your program besides bring you a trophy? And yet you ain't bring no players in after he left. Nothing. Hey, but you know so, what, Hank? I, and I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. I agree with you about 
Bobby Petrino in terms of wanting he fell so in love with wanting to have a running quarterback and that was something that was even the reason why Reggie Bonifant uh, got the opportunity to start over Will Gardner was because uh, you know it was just that simple fact that he was in love with the quarterback run game and really ignored Brandon Radcliffe and any other running back he had on the team so no I agree with that point actually yeah and I, I've said it already and I'm glad that somebody actually agrees with me listen it's not Petrino's fault it's not Petrino's fault we're going to go ahead and go on to Jeff online too Jeff you're on live with Derby City Game Day what's your comment gentlemen good morning this is the first time I've ever heard y'all show or called in and thank you thank you I played I played for uh UofL and I played for Bobby Petrino when he was offensive coordinator at UofL yes and I hear people like the last caller that called in Obviously, they don't know anything about football. But Hank is a Kentucky fan, so I I will point that out for anybody who didn't know. Hank is a Kentucky fan, so he's definitely a hater. So I just wanted to put that out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So please explain. A couple things. Yeah, a couple things just to to let everybody know. You know, you hear people say things like what the guy just said about Lamar, and that's the worst thing that happened to Bobby Petrino and yada, yada, yada. These people don't know anything about Bobby Petrino, and let me tell you something about it. Bobby Petrino was an option quarterback himself. Bobby Petrino grew up in an option system. Bobby Petrino's dad wrote a book on how to run the option. Bobby Petrino recruited Dave Ragone as a running quarterback. Stephon LaFour as a running quarterback. When he settled down, he got Michael Bush as a running quarterback. And then he got Brian Brom and changed the way that he did things. When he came to Louisville and we had Redmond as a quarterback, he changed the way that he did things to fit around Redmond. Bobby didn't change the way he wanted to do stuff and get successful because of the way that he had LeBron. He chased the kind of offense that he wanted. And all of a sudden he couldn't do it anymore. But And to your point, I would say even though definitely he had success, you know, he has experience with, with that running quarterback style background I would say his most successful teams were built around Brian Brom and those traditional quarterbacks now of course you did have Lamar Jackson who was an absolute phenom and a freak of nature appreciate your call um, but you know I, I think that there's different ways to do it I just think personally that that Bobby got lazy because you know Lamar everybody knew that Lamar could run the read option but you know what my problem was with Bobby in three years that Lamar Jackson was at Louisville he never learned how to take snaps under center he never learned to do the final but you know, you're talking about, I'm, I'm gonna say I, this. I, I thought it was lazy. I'm gonna say in, in, in his defense, uh, who, they, who no, was lazy? Bobby. Bobby. No, I Bobby. Bobby yeah. Yeah. About no, it was but lazy. honestly, though, in, in his defense, you really don't see a lot of NFL quarterbacks anymore get balls in the center. When's the last time we saw Tom Brady take a snap on the center? I'll wait. Never. When's the last time? I mean, honestly, I mean, the way the NFL's changing, a lot of those guys, Patrick Mahomes, he almost never takes a snap on the center. Uh, you, you look at all the uh, Jared Goff for the Rams. Hardly ever takes a snap on the center. I mean, that is kind of well. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's, 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 it's kind of a, a fading. But when I say not taking snaps on the center, I'm talking about being able to run a traditional offense. Everything was the pistol. Everything was the read option. That was my issue. Lamar never progressed. It was like he got really good at something, and he was doing the same dance. Well, the, the, the problem was it wasn't so far like that's, taking that's, snaps on the what, center. The defense truth. No, it wasn't that's that. The truth to, to, that. No, to me it was Bobby never really taught him how to throw up any other passes. Remember, like, his freshman year, he would throw that fade to Devontae Parker in the end zone. He had a beautiful fade pass. 
But after once Devontae left, they stopped throwing the fade. But you had Seth Dawkins, who's just as tall. Another tall guy could throw the fade too. But right. that's a pass that, you know, that Bobby never taught him. The out pass was something Louisville never ran. So yeah, you're right. Bobby came lazy. He just really didn't tell he tell the offense to be to be too narrow. Hey, and we're and we're gonna go right back to the call in line. Give us a call next, 502-8150-939. Who we got on the line, Will? We got Trevor on the line. Trevor, you're on live with the Derby City Game Day. Go ahead with your comment. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Right, going good, right. man. Going good. All right. I want to chime in a little bit. I think we're putting the cart before the horse here when and speaking about Lamar. If y'all will remember, all right, I think Lamar was the only reason why we had these winning seasons, all right? Thank think you. about it. Lamar, hike. Defensive lineman, three yards into the backfield. Lamar's outstanding ability to evade tackles, break one, boom, touchdown. That's why – we struggle because of the offensive line. Think about last Yes, year. indeed. Pass. Hike. Boom. Sack. Hike. They no, no time to throw. Hike. No time to run. All right? That's why we're third and long, or we're getting um, false start, or we never got any momentum, or on defense, all right? We can't never get them off. Um, you know, we got we can't never get our third down stops, all right? So they our defense is on the, on the field all game. They're tired. They're gassed. All right? We have no offense. We can't even, you know, give him guys a break. So I think if you take all those factors into it, plus Bobby was checked out on top of that, all right, because why would you put yourself in a position not to have any offensive or defensive linemen or anyone to coach them boys and develop them up? So, you know, we're, we're, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Hey, but Trevor, I, and, and I'm going to say this about that. While I agree with you about your, your offensive line, and, and again, thank you for the call, the one thing that I'm going to say to buy Hughley, was a starting offensive lineman for three years under Bobby Petrino. And that was Bobby's decision to never recruit another center or never get an offensive line ready for that. Tobias Hugo is the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen play. He couldn't block, he wasn't strong, and he couldn't even remember the snap count, and he was the center. Like, he was literally the worst offensive lineman I've ever seen, and he was a starter for three years under Bobby Petrino. Bobby made that decision. So I while I agree with you on that, I just don't know how much Bobby was putting into it. I think he saw something that was good enough. Okay, let's just go with it. Honestly, it's like the whole last year, Bobby mailed it in. And it was obvious. You know, nothing was obvious. If you look at this past Louisville team, man, it was literally Todd Grantham's defense, save the day, and everybody was fine with that because we're like, once Bobby gets his players in – because Charlie, you know, he didn't recruit a good offensive uh, talent. So wait for Bobby to get his guys in. About two or three years, once Bobby gets his guys in, it's going to be on and popping. Well, we got Lamar Jackson. We have Brandon Radcliffe. And it was on and popping for like those six, seven games. And then Lamar stopped handing the ball off to Brandon Radcliffe. Then I mean, the offense kind of got one-dimensional. Then Todd Grantham left after year three. And the bottom fell out. Well, everybody remembers Lamar Jackson getting sacked. What was it? Eight times by or seven times by Houston, and then getting sacked another four or five times by Kentucky. Of course, everybody remembers Bobby Petrino tried to fight me after the press conference when Louisville lost to Kentucky in a game that he should not. Louisville should not have uh, been in any position to lose Kentucky at home with Stephen Johnson and a team that cannot throw. I mean, literally. Could not do anything. He was just chucking the ball up. That team loses that game. Is that on Grantham in that game? Yes. I agree, but you know what? Grant, Grantham carried the water all year long 
for Bobby. So for Bobby to throw him under the mat, that was terrible. Bobby, you had an issue with me. You wanted to close the press conference. It's fine and good. If you want to come meet me outside of 93.9 Studios, Cut we can out. handle it for Cut real. It I was going to let dude, you know. Dude, that's like Cut two years out. ago. Hey, let hey, it go. Hey, look, Rocky's let still it go. trying to get a, a reality hey, hey, show you know off what? of that. I, 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 I know. Was upset. I was upset about the way he handled it. I mean, Rocky he kind of looked me he, up and down a little he's bit. He's still I mean, trying to get a reality show out of it. He kind of looked me up and down a little bit. I don't know why. Cut it out. I mean, you know. I, I used to cut Bobby off all the time at press conferences. That's <laughs> my offensive but, line play. No, I, I think that all these things are valid points, but you know what? I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about moving forward. I'm worried about these fighting eyes. So let's talk about – What about the defense? The defense should be much better. I'm looking for a defense that's going to be much faster. They're going to know how to attack the gaps that they're supposed to attack. They're going to be disciplined, which is last year's defense was not disciplined at all. At all. That's true. And I expect these guys are going to hustle, which is something last year never happened. I mean, once you got past like that first line, it was I mean, it, I could score. Should Peter Sermon or uh, Brian Van? They should never coach again. <laughs> they should never, not even little league football. I wouldn't trust them to coach YMCA and they don't even keep score. <laughs> Yeah, they, they were pretty bad. Trash. But if I told us Van Gogh was going to be trash. So, so let me ask you, what is the group that gets you most excited defensively, and then what's the group that we're going to have to kind of watch? I'm more excited about the linebackers. We have depth at linebackers. We have talent at linebackers. That should be the strength of the team. What worries me is the same thing that worried me the past two years about Louisville's defense, and that's the defensive line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just don't see a lot of talent. I just don't see a lot of depth Bad. on our defensive line. And to me, the defensive line is the most important part so, so, of the defense. So let me ask, with, with Louisville transitioning to this 3-4 scheme and only needing three down linemen, okay? Uh, right now, G.G. Robinson is looking like he's going to take one side. Dana Kennard's going to take another side. Tobias Peterson is the third, is the second defensive end and the third defensive lineman. Do you think the fact that they're moving from four down linemen to three down linemen, does that help to kind of mitigate the lack of depth, especially that with the fact that you're bringing some of those bigger linebackers and making them defensive ends as well? Does that help a little bit? It helps a little bit, but the problem you're still going to have is that lack of depth in the defensive line when guys start to wear out. When you have a big offensive lineman just kind of keep pounding and pounding on you, and those guys are out, that means the linebackers going to have to fill in more. And you're going to count your linebackers to fill in. Once again, you know, kind of leaves them kind of open to tight end passes in the secondary if they're having to fill in because the defensive line is getting overran. No. And that's the issue you're going to have. Well, I think that's going to be where getting off the field on third down is going to be huge. Getting the right. tackle, securing the tackle. You cannot allow long, drawn-out drives. We saw you know, Georgia Tech, how many times did they punt against Louisville? Once. Like once. Right, and the it weighs down that defense. And that was yeah. like late in the and fourth And we know quarter. that we don't have a lot of depth, and then that's Got to get game. off the field. Well, actually, the game. The, honestly, more importantly than the defense getting off the field, to me, more importantly, is going to be can the offense sustain drives they give the defense the rest. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand. Stopping the run and running the ball. Right. You know what? You can talk it's about simple. new football, and you can talk about these new Spread age options. offenses. Yeah. It comes down to stopping the run and running the football. Louisville yes, was indeed. giving up about six and a half yards per first down last right. year. You cannot give up six no, yards. No, not You're at behind all. the sticks. It kills you. Now, to answer the question of what, what I'm most excited about this coming yes. season, I'm excited to see if Puma Pass will finally uh, come into his own. Uh, you know, I, I am uh, – hoping that he will be that player that we all were expecting him to be. I think he has it in him, but I think he has to be kind of guided in the right direction. Uh, And we'll see if Satterfield has what it takes, or or his his staff, rather, to, to do that. So uh, we you know, just need the Puma pass from the Alabama game. Well, yes, yes, listening to our main man, Mark, and his former uh, main event alumni, 
Listen to Mark Ennis talk. He said that Puma Pass is a microcosm of this whole season for UofL. You know, was he as bad as what he looked like last year, or was it the fact that there was he wasn't getting any coaching? He's going to be much better. And he didn't and have an old line. Let's be correct. real; he didn't have the guys. It was tough. Him. It was tough. It was I, very it, hard. The the the, um, the line never showed up. I don't know what the offensive line coaching was like that he was getting. I mean, hopefully Dwayne Ledford has found some some diamonds in the rough. He's been known to bring lesser known guys up and make them all Americans and all conference players. Um, so let's hope he can do that with the Louisville line. But you know what? Before we get to our, our very next break, which is coming up. I want to let you guys come out, join the main event of Sports Show on Monday nights starting at 8 o'clock at the Tunerville Tavern, 1201 South 1st Street. Uh, we go live. We go hard all night long. You can meet us. You can talk sports, get great drinks, play some pool, great food. Come get some of the main event wings with the jerky juice off. We'll sauce. get those at least three <laughs> times a week. You know that. I'm hey, telling I love you. Them. But come on out, join us. We appreciate everything that our great sponsors at Tunerville Tavern do for us, and we'd like to see you there um, as well. Make sure you follow the, the Main Event Sports Show, MainEventSports101.com. You can check us out. Uh, everything going on with the Main Event Sports, you can also check us out with the Google Play or the iPhone app as well at keyword Main Event Sports and download the Main Event Sports app. This is Rashawn Haven and Will, and uh, you know what? We got one more segment coming up. Give us a call, 502-8150-939, or text us in at 502-3831-9. Back to the main event sports Derby City game day. Speaking of game day, we have a lot of games today. We are joined by a cast of millions on the air and in studio by Double H Haven Harrington and Vashawn Rocky Myers. <laughs> so you're putting the old school nickname out there. there Why go. they call you Rocky anyway? <laughs> you know what? It goes back a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. They used to about my, my uh, babysitters when I was really little said I, they thought I looked like Sly Stone when I was born. So Poor interesting. I, you look like Morgan about. Freeman now. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but you know what, fellas? I know we, we, we've talked a whole lot about the University of Louisville. We cannot wait to see what's going to happen. We're going to get to our picks for the game at the very end of the show, just before the big dummy segment. Uh, but I did want to get into UK and Toledo a little bit. Uh, Kentucky's a 12-point favorite coming in. 11.5. Well, oh, excuse me. It's, it's 11, come down it's again. It's come down again. 11.5. They're 11.5 point favorite. But you know what? I smell an upset in the air. This is a dangerous game because Toledo's quarterback is a scrambling-style quarterback. And we all know running quarterbacks have historically given Kentucky a lot of issues on defense. And when you lose your best defensive player ever, you lose almost your entire secondary, that could spell a lot of troubles because if he can break past the defensive line, and you got to count on you know, new freshmen, redshirt freshmen, secondary, you know, to kind of tackle the guy. Man, you know, that could be issues. Well, the, the two things that if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm worried about is the fact that, A, Josh Allen is no longer wearing a Kentucky uniform, along with, uh, uh, you know, five or six other very, very good defensive players. Uh, and I've heard through, during camp um, that the U.K. secondary has been close to awful. Um, I, even as far as this week leading up to the game, I heard they had one of their worst practices of all of camp uh, on Monday. 
Um, so th- there is cause for concern there for Kentucky. Um, Toledo's a team that, that's known to put up points. Right. And, and if you're a Kentucky fan, um, and you know Kentucky's formula last year was run the ball. They were able to get a tremendous amount of pressure on the defense, and that helped the secondary out a lot. Of course. But if the secondary's not playing well and you don't get that pressure on the quarterback – that can spell trouble. So very much we'll so. have to wait. I'm definitely put this one on, on the watch. You know, especially this is a good Toledo Upset team. Watch. And the MAC conference is. I mean, that, that's not a slouch of a conference. They have great teams and great players. You know, for a first game, this is going to I think be a wake up call for Kentucky. I do think Kentucky will pull it out. Yes. And I do think they'll win. But I think this is a great tune up game so they can go that week two. Like, okay, we got to work on this. This, 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 and this. We got to work on it now. If, if my let, man Dick Vitale was here, he would definitely call this one the Maylocks match. Right. Well, let me say this. And, and but before I go into my comment, I want to uh, give everyone an update on some breaking news fresh off the ticker. Uh, Seattle Seahawks have acquired Jadavian Clowney. Huge. Huge. Be- very huge. If very he stays huge. healthy. Yes, and if he this stays healthy. If he stays healthy, because so, thus far he has not lived up to expectations due to uh, issues with injuries and such. But let me say this about UK, more specifically about Stoops. Okay. Yes. And, and and I've said this before, and of course, just being realistic, if Stoops could coach a subpar team to success, he would have done it already. He's had several of them <laughs> to do it with. <laughs> so why all of a sudden people think that he's going to take this subpar team? I've heard Kentucky's got a program now. They have a good season. They have a program. And have extreme success. When he has not been able to do anything of that sort, well, you know, in the because because this year, all of a sudden, now Coach Stoops, this is the prove it, man, pr- prove it. This, is, this the is, prove is it season. Because here's the thing: right now, from listening to UK media and all the UK fans I know, they're coming to this season with a big chip on their shoulders. They got zero top twenty-five um, votes. Yeah, you know, they have a lot of returning talent. Although it's, it's unproven, it's our freshman talent, but Stoops has done an amazing job recruiting. I have to give it to him; he's done an amazing job bringing in talent. Now he's kind of, I think, a top twenty class right now. Yeah, kind of coached them up. Maybe a different story, but he's he has brought the talent in, and a lot of UK fans feel disrespected. Said, "Listen, everybody thinks we're going to be horrible again. People think we're not going to get the, at least the bowl wins. Not going to get the six games." What's going on? We won 10 games last year. We got depth. We got talent. We've been building for this. We got this. So UK's going to play the big chip on their shoulder. Right. But the thing is, it's like you said, UK's had talent before. Yes. A lot of those six and six seasons, UK really should have gone like two and ten. <laughs> like, I no, honestly, no, though, I've seen, no, no, they barely won some of those six games that they but, won. But the thing is, though, but barely. But then UK's had enough talent. Well, they should have had a bunch of seven to eight wins. Before that Big Ten win season. All well, I'm going to say is this. Terry Touchdown, Terry Wilson, is going to have to be a lot more like Terry Andre Touchdown. Woodson this year than oh, look he is Steven Johnson. I, if Kentucky's going to be successful, he's going to have to be able to throw the football. I was in Toledo last weekend when I when I wasn't here. That's where, actually where I was. I was in Toledo, okay. Ohio. No, look at you scouting. Now, had, had I known <laughs> that Toledo was the team coming into town this weekend to play Toledo UK, shirt, you? I would have taken them some fresh-baked cookies. <laughs> From the hotel <laughs> complimentary breakfast, I promise you, I would have. That's hilarious. Uh, just to get those guys hyped up for this game, because uh, I hope they destroy UK. I hope they tear up some of the artificial turf and take it back to Toledo. I will let them. everybody know that even though the I main hope event, they, they 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 jump the Wildcat mascot <laughs> as he's going through the tunnel. I mean, <laughs> forgot the UK degree. Good lord! I mean, I the amount of hate the, is hey, just amazing. They the got their money. No, no, no. Definitely more of a red persuasion, but Will by far hates Kentucky they the most. They got their degree. money. I got my degree, 
everything is square right there. I don't have to be a fan. This is true. I used to hate game days because I lived, my, especially my last <laughs> semester when I lived over right by the stadium. I could not stand it because you couldn't even leave your dorm and go anywhere. Wow. The traffic was just insane. Parking, if you left, you weren't going to be able to come back. That was just that simple. I hated it. Well, I'm just going to put it like this. At the end of the day, if, if you're a betting person, which I, I'm not, I don't do a lot of wagering and all this stuff. But if if you're a betting person, I would take Toledo in the points because I don't think it's good. Kentucky's winning by two touchdowns. I don't see that I happening. Think, I think it's been a lot take, tougher take than people under. think. Now speaking of uh, coaches, as you would say, kind of underperformed. Hmm. Jeff Brom, dude, <laughs> what happened? Let him live, man. Hey, I went to back, bed last back, night. Look, back, back. Listen, I went to back, bed last back. night. I went to back, bed last back. night. It was the third quarter. They were up 31-17. Okay. Just ran a flea flicker. I was like, ha, I can take a nap. I can go to sleep. The game's over. I wake up this morning to watching Sports Center and seeing this dude kick a, 50, a freshman, kick a 58-yard field goal to beat him. And I was That's like, cool. what but happened? Look, listen, just because Jeff Brown decided that he was going to be a man of his word, okay, which we don't find very often anymore, and do what he told his team he was going to do, which is stay. Well, ain't that sweet? We're not going to turn into a, a Jeff Brom hating fan base. I just want to base. point out the fact that I was questionable about wanting Jeff Brom in the first place because he lost some games he never should have lost last year with Purdue. Starting out 2019, losing to another team, he had no business losing Questionable, to. but that, you also wanted that's him. That's very questionable. I mean, I, I thought that it would be good. That would be good for okay, recruiting. Okay, well, let's not but act like you didn't say that Jeff, Jeff Brom was Brom, the guy. But Jeff Brom, to me, Scott Satterfield – you know, it, it, oh it has done more God, as opposed it. to Jeff Brown. Outside of beating Ohio State, what has Jeff oh. Brown done? Now all of a sudden, so the Jeff Brown wasn't your Kentucky. guy? Jeff Brown wasn't your guy? No. I mean, I, I, I Hold was, tight. I was, I Wait a minute. I questioned this. Do you remember this Haven? Thing. Absolutely, I had Haven. I'm talking Brown. to Haven. Haven. Did I not bring up my issue Haven, with Haven, was Jeff Brown no, not his on. guy? He Honestly. Lost, he lost to Eastern Michigan. Haven. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. He lost to Rutgers. I would say this. Rashawn did. Have his Thank reservations you. about Jeff, but but at the end of the day, Jeff he Brown still wanted Jeff. Guy. He you, wanted I'll Jeff Brown. Stop I, I playing. I wanted Jeff Brown, but you know what? I heard people talking about a five or six million dollar contract. I said that Jeff Brown was definitely not worth five or no, six no, million dollars, and that was my issue. Why would you pay a guy who's not proven anything outside of winning at West Kentucky? Pay him that kind of money, Go and tops. that was my issue. When, when I heard Louisville was Go talking tops. about maybe giving him between five and seven million dollars, I thought it was ridiculous. Because he hasn't earned that. But he was your guy. You, you lose to Rutgers, you lose to Eastern Michigan, you don't deserve that kind of money. I like him at the price point of three and a half million, maybe okay. four. Well, we all know who my guy was. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. The Kansas win. Has Kansas played yet today? Here they play go. today. How's Les Miles doing, uh, folks? Here, here we go. Uh, but, but I want to say, Haven, that, that your favorite, I'm just going to let everybody know, Haven's favorite coaches in the college football profession are Jeff Brom, Charlie Strong, Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh. Your coaches ain't having a very good. First of all, Urban Meyer's doing coaching, but when he was, <laughs> Urban Meyer's one of the top three coaches in you college know football. You pick him, Haven Harrington, hey, don't you? Hey, what you got against Urban Meyer? Are you serious? This dude is like renegade. He leaves, you know, what? The, he, the police blotter loves Urban Meyer because he's filling up the jails yeah, for That's him. cool. That's what okay, but he's winning. He's, he's winning. winning. Look, look what they're doing up in New England. Look what they're doing up in New England. Man, look what they're doing up in New England. SEC football, baby. Charlie Strong, 49 nothing gets destroyed at home. Horribly destroyed. We still love him. 
You know what? We still love Charlie, Charlie Strong. Kick rocks. You we know what? Still love you, Charlie Strong. You never Strong. thought you were good enough to be in the Ville. You want to always talk about Louisville needs more like be more like Big Blue Nation. Well, guess what? You looking like Big Blue Nation losing forty nine nothing at home. That's, That's embarrassing. I still love yeah, Charlie. It is harsh, ain't it? Hey, thank I you, still Mitch. love Charlie. You know what? We Charlie still Strong love Charlie. Thank his lucky stars that Randy Shannon got fired at Miami and Teddy Bridgewater. Re, you know, redacted his commitment from Miami and came to Louisville because that's the only reason he ever got any of that. Well, it, you it, never respected man, Louisville while you were here. Well, you got what you deserved. What happened is it was what happened, and we we still love Charlie Strong. This dude I don't over love here, Charlie Strong. I know well, he over there riding off with Satterfield. <laughs> talking about you don't, don't love Charlie, Charlie Strong. Strong. Looking out, this with dude, that cowboy hat this on dude would do anything he can horrible. to get his own reality show. I he tell you, he's diving man. on people who've done so much for this school. Man, he got ACC. What are you talking about? Teddy Bridge. Water got no, to the Charlie ACC. got ACC. Stop it. Thank you, Teddy. Charlie, stop thank, you. thank you, John Miller. Stop it, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> you stop, stop it. it. <laughs> thank you. That was Devonte Parker. Yeah, and y'all came because Charlie was the head coach. They no. never been I, here. Actually, if Charlie was not the head actually, coach, Devonte would not I, be here. I, 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 Charlie was the head coach. John Miller not be here. Those guys came here because Clint Hurt was here. Get it right. And who brought Clint Hurt? Get it right. Charlie Strong. Get it thank you. Who brought Clint Hurt? Charlie hey, Strong. Look, 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 hey, to a better guy. If y'all watch on Facebook Live, y'all y'all have seen the DeBarge brothers go at it before. This is how it was behind the scenes of the Who Is Johnny video shoot. Okay? But the people who are listening in, y'all may not have heard these guys go at it like this before. You need to be looking and watching on Facebook Live. You see their faces turning red. This is how L and Chico was going at it. <laughs> on the... On the uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm just saying, oh, and I do want to ask you guys because I know we got Big Dummy coming up here in a second, and I want to do our picks before we get there. Um, what do you all think about the Andrew Luck decision? Do you think he was wrong for the way he handled things? Not did at all. Did he know before the draft that he was not going to quarterback this year? I don't think he did because he, opinion, I don't think, I think he, he would did. have. I don't think he would have strung them out like this and put them in jeopardy of taking a quarterback in the draft or, or losing out on a good quarterback in the draft if he had known this. Because I think that. You know, sometimes when you when you have chronic injuries, as I do, uh, you think uh, above it. But then that injury reminds you of what's real. And it's like, no, it's not happening. This man, what is a lacerated kidney? This man suffered from a – when they said that, I'm like, what exactly is? That sounds painful as I don't know. And kept a, playing. A lacerated kidney? Hey, oh, my gosh. What, what, what do you think about it? Honestly, I think the Colts – have not been honest with the public. I think his injuries were a lot worse than what even Andrew Luck let on. I think he may. I think he may even had a botched surgery or two. Oh, they and may it, have been worse than they yeah. told him. Yeah, and I, I think that's what, why he really retired. I think he may have had a botched surgery or two and was hanging up because he is in chronic pain and that hurts. Oh, you know, my gosh. you know, like my cousin is married to ex NFL player. We met him a uh, ball when he was in Atlanta. Yes, for, and he was telling us like how he always wakes up in pain. He's a safety. And how he always wakes up in pain. After a game, he's always in chronic pain. And it takes like two to three days for his body to recover after a game after before a game. he starts to I'm going to say this. Andrew Luck, you did the Colts wrong. He didn't do no, the Colts wrong. not going to play this year. The Colts did him wrong. Stuck out the door like a rat. <laughs> this you suck. I don't no. like you. I don't even like the Colts. This dude is grandstanding hard today. I know. Why are we going so hard on for On the ledge like that. No. Home, you know what? It is truly football season. You, right, but you, you know what? what? That Luck, was weak song. You did the right thing. You did the right thing, Right thing, because man. NFL doesn't care health, about you. He put Ursa, his health ahead. And Ursa gave him twenty-four million dollars to walk out the door for nothing. That's right, for and what? walk. Cause I would have walked this too. This dude is not paid, man. Listen, I want to hear about his. They gave it to him. Andrew he didn't Luck. ask for it. He sucks. No, okay. 
Andrew Luck sucks. No, Andrew Luck is right. You know why? Because NFL doesn't care about his players. They will use you Man, and cut and you in a, heartbeat. in a heartbeat. So go ahead, get your money while you still got your health and get, get out. out. But y'all don't want to pay Ezekiel Elliott. That's all I'm saying. That's stupid. That's Dallas will pay to Elliott more than Dak Prescott. Okay, look, look, look. You know what? It's hey, you got a point time. on that one now. You got a point. You know what? Our favorite time of the day, Big Dummy, it's about to happen. Will, let's get it going. Yeah. Let's get it going. We got it coming. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. my theme music. Y'all can see me bopping in here. What do you want, you big dummy? <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, folks. The YBD of the week goes to none other than Demarcus Boogie Cousins. No! You big dummy. Yes, the same Boogie Cousins who was considered for the inaugural You Big Dummy of the Week for tearing his ACL by playing a pickup game in a church league gym. <laughs> you big dummy. But I let him slide that week. However, this time, I can't do that. I know a boogie. We all know a boogie. Every neighborhood in the country has someone named Boogie. But the boogies that we know are not millionaire NBA players. Prospect doesn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) With that being said, Boogie Cousins did, in fact, fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick. You big dummy. DeMarcus exchanged vows earlier this week with his new bride. Congratulations, by the way. DeMarcus reached out to the mother of his son, requesting to have his son in attendance at the wedding. A request to which his ex said said no. Boogie became irate and responded saying, I will shoot you. Boogie, of course, had no idea that the call was being recorded. Can you say set up? Yes, indeed. Now a warrant has been issued issued for his arrest. Boogie has said that this legal issue has led to the delay of his ACL rehab. The Marcus Boogie Cousins, you are a millionaire, my friend. People will set you up for absolutely nothing. Not to mention a scorned ex who is sitting at home while you walk down the aisle with someone else. You big dummy. (laughs) Marcus Uh, Boogie Cousins, you are the big dummy of the week, my friend. I have another big dummy of the week. Buffalo Bills. Cutting LaShawn McCoy. Cutting Shady McCoy. You big dummies. He got no (laughs) bad offense. Your offense is trash. He's like the best play you've had. Why cut your best players like the Raiders getting rid of the greatest defensive player in the NFL? Why? And then our picks. Yeah, so <laughs> At who, the Havens. Who, who, who we got? Who, who we got? Uh, the, give me uh, for Kentucky and Louisville. Go ahead. Uh, no. For Louisville, why not? I'm going with Louisville. Oh, my man. Kentucky, Louisville with the win. What you got? Hey? I might got Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think Louisville I'm no gives Notre Dame. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think Louisville gives them a run. I think Notre Dame wins the game 31-24. Uh, give me the Irish in that one. What about Kentucky? No, better yet. Auburn. Out, uh, Auburn, Oregon. Who you got? Ooh, Ooh Auburn, Oregon. I, I, you know what? Give me Auburn. I'm going with Auburn on that one as well. Really? I'm going to Oregon because you guys picked Auburn. Hey, and Toledo's going to beat Kentucky, I think Toledo. I think they're going to actually have to throw in the towel. That's what I think they're gonna have to do. You Kentucky. know how they uh, call it, the call a game. Uh, what is it called when they have to throw a game in? Uh, because throwing it's, uh, the towel, uh, throwing the towel. That's a rule or something. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Kentucky out. by seven. Go hey. Cats. Go Cogren. It's about that time. Toledo hey. by 115. Without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville.
Come out to Bluegrass Karting and Events and check out their all-new axe-throwing arenas. Make a night of it, and also enjoy their new full bar and expanded menu. Bluegrass Karting and Events, the fastest go-karts in Kentucky, and now axe-throwing arenas. 